Hello and welcome to the Coach Mark Manila podcast. I am Coach Mark Manila coming to you from ESL, businessenglishexpert.com and initial-impact.com. It's lovely to have you joining me today or this evening, whenever you're listening to this. I bid you a warm welcome. So today I'm going to be speaking about the difference between can and could. So if I said to you, like many of my students, what's the difference between can and could? I wonder what your initial immediate response would be what's your first reaction and again listen to those words reaction response okay these are nicer words than just saying what do you think okay so what would you think would you believe it to mean um, something slightly different if you are saying out loud or in your head right now well could is more polite and can is kind of rude and abrupt well, you would be in good company because the majority of students that I've worked with in the past say the same thing. But here's the interesting thing. It's not always that way. So let's talk about it. Let's break this down. So could is kind of like less direct, less confrontational. And certainly my students in Asia, um, we have a different way of thinking out here in Asia compared to, say, the Western culture. And when we are trying to ask for something, it is more likely that you would say could rather than can, because saying can is thought of as being a more direct and abrupt way, okay, a very harsh way of just almost like demanding something, okay. But it's really important we understand that it's not rude to say can. And this is a, a big area that I have to correct so many times. And when I explain it, students are like, oh my goodness, I never realized that at all now i understand why perhaps sometimes my conversations with my international colleagues don't quite yield that's a nice word they don't give to yield to give the right results that i'm expecting so let me uh, let me take it a bit further if you say to somebody in a meeting could you have the report with me by next tuesday okay that's one way to ask for it and you might think that's rather polite right you know that's nice but if you say, can you have the report with me by next Tuesday, you might be in the, the camp of people who think that's rather really too direct. You could possibly almost like demand a colleague to have it with you, but you're not demanding. Let me be really clear why. If I said to you, could you have the report with me? Could is optional. Could gives an element of freedom to the listener. So could you do that? Yeah, I might. I might not. Okay, I may. I may not. It's possible, but then again, it's possibly not possible. So it gives a 50-50 approach to it. So when you say could, it makes it sound to a native speaker anyway, or listener, that this isn't urgent, that it is kind of less urgent and therefore possibly optional. So if I said to a student, could you have your homework with me by tomorrow? Most of them might not even turn in the homework because they wouldn't perceive, if they were native listeners, that this was an urgent thing or even a direct request like, I want this, okay? So if I want to have my students definitely turn up with their homework, I'm like, can you have the homework with me by tomorrow? And it's either yes or no. It's more confrontational. So this is why we get mixed up thinking that it is rather rude. It's not rude. It is just really pushing the point and being more direct. And if you were somebody who was wanting to work in an international or multinational setting, you have to really understand how to use this, even if it goes against what you culturally wouldn't do, say, over in, in Asia and in, in the Far East. So I'll give you another example. If you say to somebody, maybe you are working, okay, um, with a colleague in the UK, and you happen to be in, I don't know, China, Korea, all right? 
um, and you say to somebody there, uh, could you have this with me by tomorrow? They will hear that this is optional. So if you absolutely want things doing, you need to use can. Can you have this with me by tomorrow? Now, clearly, you're still asking a question, but then they understand this is urgent and they will either say yes or no, that's not possible. Okay. Could you have it with me by tomorrow? They again might say yes or no, but they won't automatically think it is a direct or urgent thing. So we must always use can. I had an uh, example of this um, quite some time ago now. I was working, um, speaking to a corporate corporate company, and they had huge problems with their teams overseas because they were speaking, obviously, from they were based in China and the team was over in Dallas. And the problem was this, that they kept using could. Could we have extra budget? Could we have the resources? Could we get extra time in the project? And it wasn't happening. And they were getting really frustrated with what was happening in America. It's like, why are they not doing what we've asked them to do? We couldn't be any clearer. Anyway, long story short, I got involved. I got asked to try and work out what was going on with communication because the problem was that the two, the two countries, the two departments were breaking down in the communications. It was leading to a lot of bad communications and outcomes. It transpires. There's a nice word. It transpires. It means it turns out as it would happen. As it was revealed, it transpires. Lovely word, right? Okay. As it transpires, it appeared to be a miscommunication because the team was always saying, could you have this? Could you? And so in America, they were thinking, well, this isn't urgent. Yeah, we'll put it on the list, but it's not urgent. And they didn't understand why the team in China was being so upset. Why were they being so like, annoyed about this? Because they'd been told it could, could it or could it not be done? Uh, not can. So this is a direct example of what was happening. And of course, when I explained, when I listened and I heard what was going on, I said, what are you actually saying to each other? And I thought, aha, <laughs> I bet this is what's causing the problem. And it absolutely was. So if you and your colleagues are having misunderstandings, firstly, before you start to uh, judge them or think that they're useless or whatever else pops into your head here, first, double check that the meanings that you're giving to each other are what you are hoping to say. If you're using can and could in the wrong way, certainly double check that and maybe try to move to can and see if that gives you a better result. Clearly, if it doesn't, then you might have an issue overall and this needs to be looking at, looked at in a different way. But you will be amazed how can and could, when we switch that language, you will start to see better results. Clearly, if you do want to give people options, then use could. Okay, that's absolutely fine to do that. There's nothing wrong with it. And neither is more polite or impolite. It's just one is more direct than the other. But of course, direct over in Asia is considered rather abrupt and rude. And that is why culturally it is seen and understood or misunderstood as being a rather rude way to ask for something. But actually, if you're dealing with the West, there is no issue with using can and could. In fact, it's not seen as much different other than the optionality. Listen to that word, the optionality. So if you say, can you have this with me by next week? Nobody's going to get offended, please rest assured. However, if you are listening to me and you're based in Europe and maybe you're a native speaker and trying to work out how to better communicate with your non-native English speaking um, colleagues, clients, suppliers, whoever, bear that in mind. If you're saying to them, can you have this with me by next week? They may find this a little bit abrupt and rather rude. And so you might want to consider switching to could 
Of course, it can lead to some confusions because if you happen to be dealing with some of those people who are now listening to my podcast, understanding could is optional, <laughs> this can get very messy, right, and confusing. So if in doubt, the best way that you can do it overall to soften using can is this. If you're concerned that you might be rather offensive or rude to people or upsetting them, you could just say, with all respect, could you please have that with me or can you have that with me? Right. So if you absolutely want to say it's got to be done, say respectfully, can you have that with me by next week? So you can soften it a little bit. OK. Or you can say, can you have the report with me next week? I'd be so grateful if you, if you could. OK. So can you have it and could you could use like that if you really don't want to go for the more direct, just can you have the report with me for next week? You can say, can you have the report with me next week? I would. Be so grateful if you could. So you can soften it by that ending, but be careful that you don't sort of let them off the hook. Now, that's a nice expression. To be let off the hook means that they then start to think, oh, actually, the can isn't as important and it is still an optional. So be very careful when using can and could, but overall, think about it like this. Can is a direct. I need this doing. Is it is it possible? Yes or no. Could is more, not as urgent and doesn't matter if it doesn't get done. So if you absolutely want to make sure that people understand this needs to be done, always use can, all right? If you need to soften it, then just put either with respect or can you have that? I would be so grateful, okay? That way it does soften it a little bit. Good luck with that, everybody. If you found this helpful, please share it far and wide. Um, obviously, I'm trying to do some shorter podcasts as well because I know many of you are so busy, you don't have time to, to listen to the long 30-minute ones in one go. So hopefully these are still providing you with a little bit of a burst of English and practice whilst you're on the move. So good luck and stay safe. I'll see you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional. Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects, I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.